Hey, Leading Learning listener, if you represent a membership organization looking for ways to expand your online course catalog rapidly with high quality content, we have good news. At leadinglearning.com AMA, you can find out how to make online training from the American Management Association available to your learners. Through a partnership between AMA and Tagoras, the parent company of Leading Learning, you can give your learners access to more than 70 e-learning modules covering essential business topics ranging from leading and innovating, to managing projects effectively, to working in hybrid teams. For details on how to grow your catalog with courses from a true global leader in management training, visit leadinglearning.com slash AMA. If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hey there, we are back with episode 30 of the Leading Learning Podcast. And this time we're actually going to spend a little bit of time looking at podcasting itself as a medium. It's been quite a growing phenomenon and it's something that we think that just about every organization should be taking a serious look at uh, to potentially include in their learning mix. Before we jump into that though, I want to just briefly mention that we do have our spring event, Learning Technology Design or LTD, coming up. If you haven't yet tuned into that, you can get all of the critical information over at ltd.leadinglearning.com and if you have tuned in and yet haven't yet made a decision to attend, we encourage you to get over there. We do have limited capacity capacity for the event just based on the the size of the space that we have available for it. So get over to ltd.leadinglearning.com and check that out. We also want to thank Meridian Knowledge Solutions for being a sponsor of Leading Learning Webinars and as part of that package that makes them a sponsor of this episode of the podcast. You can find out more about upcoming webinars at tagoras.com forward slash webinars and about Meridian at meridianks.com. So that's enough for introductory material. We, like I said, want to really jump into talking a little bit about the phenomenon of of podcasting in today's episode. And we were kind of spurred to do that actually from listening to a podcast. I'm a regular listener to Marketing Over Coffee. And every year they uh, have somebody from Edison Research come on. They had Tom Webster in in a recent episode, and and we'll link to that. And Edison is a a firm that's probably done more than any other to really track what's going on with podcasting and and track its growth. They've actually been doing a a survey, uh, a, a research study they call Infinite Dial since 1998. So they've really accumulated a lot of data. And they have seen quite a bit of growth in podcasting over the years and in this past year. Yeah, and it's a really buttoned up survey that they do too. They do a telephone survey and they're looking at um, folks age 12 and older in the U.S. And like you said, they really have seen a lot of growth in terms of podcasting. So I think the numbers from, well, actually, I don't think I have them in front of me. The numbers from the 2016 report are that 36% of those Americans who are 12 years or older have ever listened to a podcast. So that's an estimated 98 million people. That, that's a, a, a huge, huge number. Um, 
you know, and I've been fascinated by the, the, the growth and there are a number of things driving it that, um, you know, that we can talk about here in a minute. But, you know, you look at the, the Edison research, you look at what we know about iTunes. I mean, more than a quarter million people uh, now subscribe to podcasts through iTunes. I think they have a, a total of more than a billion subscriptions uh, at this point. I'm looking at an infographic that's telling me this uh, that will we'll also, you know, link to that. But uh, I mean, basically a third of Americans listening to podcasts at, at this point, that's just, you know, absolutely tremendous growth and as you said this is a buttoned up survey I mean they, they went out and did calls both with mobile phones and with land-based phones um, to, to more than 2,000 people so this is statistically valid we know that this is a, a real phenomenon that podcasting really is catching on at this point yeah unless you be a, a cynic and think well that's 36 percent that have you know maybe listened to one podcast in their life I mean 21% uh, of those interviewed had um, listened within the last month. So even that, you know, more regular listener that someone who listened within the last month, that's 57 million people. So again, I think there's just no way to get around the fact that there really is, uh, there are a lot of podcast listeners at this point. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, let's talk a little bit about why that might be the case, you know, exactly why we're getting so much growth at this point. And I mean, there, there are just a, a number of, of factors in there. Um, I mean, one is that, you know, podcasts in, in general are relatively easy to produce and, and, and get out there into the world. And we can talk about that a little bit more in a, in a minute as we talk about how organizations might embrace this. But on, you know, on the consumer side, uh, it, it's just, it's really attractive as a medium because, I mean, you think about it, you can go out there and you can find content that is designed exactly for your particular needs, your your interests. You can go out and find a podcast on on just about anything. So you get this very you know personalized content, um, and it's also you know the, the type of content that you can that you can use that you can consume while you're doing you know any number of other things. I mean, it definitely podcasting I think is the perfect fit for our multitasking culture. You know, you don't have to be reading something, you don't have to be watching something. You can be doing just about anything and podcasting at the same time or listening to a podcast at the same time. Well, yeah, and I think that podcasts really fulfill that um, promise of the anytime, anywhere learning because, you know, like you're saying, you can be doing uh, something else. You can be multitasking. You can be out for your jog or your walk. You can be at the gym and listening. You can even be driving in the car if you have a commute or riding on the subway, whatever it is. So I think it really does, um, like I said, fulfill that promise of the anytime, anywhere um, vision of learning that's been around for so long. And of course, you know, part of what makes that possible, I mean, really, almost all of what makes that possible is just about everybody is walking around with a, a mobile phone at this point. I mean, it used to be, I mean, podcasting, I think, got its name originally because you had to have an iPod, you know, to do it. So you had to have this special device and you were downloading things on your computer and then you had to sync it over to your podcast. And a lot of people may not be aware, aware of it. The other two thirds out there who aren't doing it yet, maybe aren't aware of this yet, but you don't have to have an iPod anymore for this. I mean, your mobile phone is your podcast player or in most instances and it's just gotten so much easier to actually get podcasts there are any number of apps you can have on on your phone that are just going to you know you can search for podcast on them and then it's going to instantly update the podcast for you so that you know they're automatically updated when you're going to the gym or, or whatever you just look and see what's the latest episode and it's going to you know download that to your phone or stream it to your phone just make it really you know incredibly easy to get the content now and that was always a challenge in the past but now you know actually getting podcast content content is just so darn easy. And to your point about how podcasting got its name from the iPod and, and how that process has changed and gotten much easier. I mean, one of the comments that Tom Webster made in that marketing over coffee uh, 
episode that we will link to in the show notes. I mean, he just makes the point that really the name podcast is anachronistic, you know, at this point, that it really doesn't um, reflect um, the the current situation. And he prefers the term audio on demand. And I like that. I mean, it's this idea of, again, it emphasizes the fact that it's it's on demand. You can find it where, wherever and whenever you would like, and you get to sort of initiate that um, that experience on your own timeline, according to your own interests and schedule. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about, you know, when and where people are going to to do this type of thing, I mean, you can probably look at your own life and think about where, where does podcast make sense. I mean, for me, you know, I, I always listen to podcasts if I'm working out or taking a walk, you know, it's very popular to, to just, you know, have your phone along again, put on the headphones and listen to something while you're walking, working out, whatever it is. I mean, how many people are, are working out every day um, when you're commuting, when you're in the car? I mean, just about every car that's been sold in the past, you know, five to 10 years or so has a USB jack in it or, you know, one of those eighth inch, eighth inch uh, audio jacks to plug something in or, you know, these days, uh, Bluetooth, you know, so you can get in a car and a lot of cars are just going to sync up automatically with your phone and all you got to do, like you said, it, it's on demand. I mean, it's practically like just having a new version of radio um, in your car, but it's radio that, that you want. I mean, you're you're picking what you want to listen to as you're driving for your morning commute um, or as you're standing on the subway or, or, or whatever the case might be. So, you know, to truly be able to, you know, make the demand and, and have it met um, when you want is just, uh, you know, it's there now and, and it's something that uh, every organization needs to be thinking about. We've also seen, you know, in, in the last couple of years too, some some really breakout type podcasts that, that have happened. I mean, you know, a lot of people may not be aware of it, but there's some big names out there, people, you know, who've been on TV and that sort of stuff who have, who have started podcasts, um, you know, and have a huge following, but probably the, the biggest thing to hit, and actually Tom Webster talks about this in the, in the Marketing Over Coffee uh, uh, podcast episode, is what he calls the serial effect. Um, that, that podcast series, Serial, you know, that's about, you know, tracing a, a crime that, that's happened in the past, absolutely captivated people. I mean, it had millions of subscribers you know, to, to that podcast, which is just, you know, really a phenomenon. Have you listened to it, Jeff? I have, I have yet to listen to, to that one. It, to, to be honest, it's not it's not my personal interest. And we'll talk in a little bit about, you know, some of the, the podcasts that we personally like. But uh, I, I have not yet tuned into that, even though I am an absolute podcast hound. I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, I haven't listened to it either. But I mean, even though you haven't listened to it, and I haven't listened to it, we've both heard about it. I mean, right, you know, it's, so right. it's, it's even, it just, it is having its cultural impact even for people who haven't actually listened to it. Yep. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we keep saying that this is something organizations need to be uh, tuning into. I, I mean, I think in particular, if you're a membership organization, it's important to look at this for, you know, a number of reasons. I mean, we've already mentioned some of the benefits, just being able to get to people, you know, anytime, uh, any place, uh, you know, and you may be able to get to particular niches of your audience that you might not reach otherwise. In fact, you know, we know uh, one organization, um, the National Rural Electric uh, Cooperative Association, NRECA, you know, they created uh, a podcast because they found out that the CEOs of co-ops would listen to podcasts. That's something they were interested in. Yeah, and I love the phrase that they used to talk about that they they realized that the CEOs had a lot of windshield time, you know, so that the podcast was a way, right, to to meet them where they were, to meet their learners where they were. I know. 
so that, so they're getting them, they're getting them in the car you know as they're driving and this is you know when you're when you're doing any sort of needs assessment surveys these days you know you want to find out have people actually been listening to podcasts or, or not and then do your you know demographic slicing and dicing on that and find out what who, who in your membership base does this uh, uh, align with because you know that that's probably how you're going to want to angle your your podcast and the content that that you cover in the podcast so you know being able to reach uh, new segments, um, and not to mention broader segments. You know, when a podcast is out there uh, in the public, you know, it can get shared, it can get passed around over time, it can build up a following that may be well beyond uh, the following that you've traditionally had, and that's going to be, you know, fertile territory for finding new members, finding new customers for your education and training experiences. And I think, too, when thinking about a, a podcast and whether it makes uh, sense for your organization, I think there are two different ways to go about creating a, a podcast. Um, at, you know, at one extreme, it can be brand new content, you know, where you're putting out um, something that you really haven't uh, covered in another format and you're delivering that via this audio on demand. Uh, another way is to repurpose content that you already have and maybe take something like, um, you know, the recordings that you're getting at an, at an annual uh, convention. You know, maybe that speaker doesn't make use of very many slides so she might be perfect as a a, a podcast um uh episode and so i think that there's perhaps some uh, reluctance on the part of organizations to to jump in if you feel like you're just going to be having to create yet more content but i think to really think about the the podcast opportunity for repurposing content that you might already have yeah and, and we did that in in one of our earlier episodes i can't remember which number but we'll put it in the um uh, the, the show notes um, presentation I did on pricing at uh, the Leading Learning Symposium, and, and we ran that as, as a podcast episode because it worked for that. Um, you know, and as far as getting content for a podcast goes, I mean, there, there, there are any number of opportunities. I mean, you know, you can leverage your member expertise, you can leverage your subject matter uh, experts' expertise. In fact, leading up to the Leading Learning Symposium, and we're going to do this for learning technology design as well. In fact, we already have with Brian McGowan and, uh, you know, just the, the last podcast. Uh, um, where you know we get them to do a podcast episode in advance of that event, to so talk to them for 20 or 30 minutes about what they're going to be covering at the event, and that helps to give a preview. You know, helps get them them warmed up for the event, get them motivated for it. So you know, tapping your subject matter experts, but then also your your expert members too. You know, going out and, and interviewing some members who are doing interesting things, and, and we've done that as part of our leading learning community. You've heard people like Josh Goldman uh, on the podcast from the Ohio CPAs, and members are often doing you know incredible interesting things that other members want to hear about you know so you can you can tap that uh, as, a, as a source uh, for content and, and simultaneously be helping to build community and of, and of course you know at, at the same time you're going to be learning from those members. I mean, you talk about a, a great method of building your own expertise, doing some some market research. I mean, I think one of the ways that I know I personally have benefited from podcasting is, you know, you're conducting these interviews, you learn a ton in the process, both about the content of, uh, you know, the, the interview, but also just about what people who are engaged with your market, uh, with with your environment, are thinking about and how they're thinking about it, and that's just that's absolutely invaluable when you know you're thinking about what new products are you going to create from an education and training standpoint or any other you know standpoint uh, w- within your organization. Yeah, I definitely feel like I learn a lot um, in terms of the preparation because you know I, I do go out and read or you know research. Um, 
around whatever topic or organization we're, we're going to be speaking to. So I learn a lot in the preparation and learn a lot during the conversation. And then one of the things that we do um, afterwards in production is we make sure to produce show notes as well. And I think that again, sort of further strengthens the, the takeaways uh, for me personally, but then also hopefully too is a benefit to listeners. And I know you're a big fan of, of show notes, Jeff. I, I am. And that might be a great segue into, you know, talking about uh, how podcasts can be effective for learning, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, well, it's nice to listen to, but um, we all know that if you just listen to something, you don't necessarily retain it. So maybe it's not the, the greatest medium for learning. And I, and I think at a, at a certain level, you know, that's true. I think in most cases, podcasts aren't going to be what you're going to use for, you know, really focused and intensive learning experiences where, where people really have to master something. But, you know, in situations where you need to be providing information, where you need to be uh, repeating certain themes or certain types of information uh, over time to, you know, for them to sink in, for people to get the nuances of them, uh, you know, podcasting can be really, really powerful for that. And it can also, it, it can provide a doorway into learning experiences. I mean, we already talked about using subject matter experts to kind of tee up what's going to be going on um, in an event. You can use that, you know, relative to any learning experience, courses, webinars, uh, whatever, to help kind of open the doorway into your portfolio, into your catalog of, of content offerings. Or a podcast can serve as, you know, supplemental um, content. So maybe you've delivered a course, maybe you've delivered an event, and you want to provide some, you know, some bonus content, um, some content to help with with reinforcement over time. And, and podcasting can be can be great for that. I also do think that you can use podcasts for, you know, true learning. I, I think there's something beautiful in in the schedule that's behind many podcast shows mm. and so I think that there's a way you can leverage that if it's appropriate to the content you know you could I, I can imagine concluding you know an episode with okay here's what you need to be thinking about or doing you know between now and when the next episode is going to be released and you know it, it builds in this automatic sort of time frame and schedule along which to then conduct that assignment or that research or, or whatever it is that you're asking learners to do so I think that the the medium is is flexible enough to allow for for learning as well as some of the more kind of content marketing um, aspects yeah definitely and, and you know you started out talking about show notes i mean show notes are a great way to make it possible for somebody who's been listening to then, you know, not have to go back and rewind and try to find that one place in the podcast. If you're doing good show notes and, and we do those for uh, these episodes, you can find the show notes for this one at leadinglearning.com forward slash episode 30. Um, and, and those show notes are going to give you a, you know, a, a blow by blow of, of the most important content um, that's been covered in that episode. So it gives you some prompts to review with. And then, you know, if there are any to do's that come out of it or if there are any resources that come out of it for you to review. In fact, you know, we'll have links to, for instance, the Edison study um, to go along with this podcast. Those sorts of things can be put into uh, the show notes. So, you know, somebody who who is a, a, a driven, um, self-directed learner is going to be able to use both the podcast audio and the accompanying show notes as a, as a nice little learning package. And you can, you know, make that more or less formal, um, more or less structured just to depending on what your, your goals are with your, with your organization's learning activities. 
And another practice that might fall into that best practices realm is, is just to make it easy to share um, so that it can become this, this social learning object or, or something that gets discussed and passed around, particularly if you're trying to use it for, um, from a content marketing standpoint, you really want that shareability to be there. Yeah, definitely. It becomes that social learning object. And, you know, over time, I, you know, I think a, a podcast within a particular field can really have significant impact, significant influence. Um, and this might be a good, good place to start segueing into some of our favorite um, podcasts because we, we started out saying that uh, it was listening to a Marketing Over Coffee podcast that uh, sort of prompted us. We'd ha- we've had this podcast in mind for a while, but this sort of got us off the block and said, okay, let's let's finally uh, do this. You know, and so I was listening to, um, to Christopher Penn um, talk about uh, you know the podcasting phenomenon on the, the marketing uh, over coffee, Christopher Penn and, and John Wall, and I've been listening to those guys. I don't know how long they've had that podcast going. I mean, they've got hundreds of episodes of it, and I think they really have had a significant influence on the field of marketing, just because they have been doing that so persistently for so long, and they've started to you know kind of change perceptions with how they come at marketing and, and, and what you know people are thinking about so that they're a real influence in, in that field now, which I think is very powerful. Marketing Over Coffee has probably been the, the podcast that I've listened to, you know, most consistently uh, over time. I've kind of cycled through a bunch of others and sometimes keep listening to them, sometimes don't. Um, and I can talk about some of my other favorite ones. But what, I mean, what are, what are some of your favorite uh, podcasts? I think I have four podcasts that I listen to, um, you know, somewhat not somewhat regularly regularly they're the ones that I, I make sure that I'm, I'm caught up on um, and uh, in addition to those four I do a lot of kind of more browsing someone will you know tell me about a particular podcast or a podcast episode I'll go and check it out but there are four that I, I listen to very regularly one is on being which is uh, an NPR show but you can catch it as a as a podcast and um you know there are a couple of things that I really like about that. I mean, one thing is just how they talk about it. I mean, they say that On Being is a social enterprise with a radio show at its heart. That's nice. So I think it gets back to this idea of, you know, a, a podcast or audio on demand, whatever term you want to use, is a is a medium. And it's a, it's a means to an end. You know, you, you don't want to be podcasting just to podcast. You need to have um, a message and a vision for what it is, how you're going to use um, the podcast. And I, I think they have a very clear vision. But it's a wonderful broad um, vision for, for what they do. I mean, they, they say that they look at the questions that, that animate the center of human life. So what does it mean to be human and how do we want to live? And then Krista Tippett, who does these interviews, so she interviews everybody from poets to physicists um, to um, religious scholars, you know, and it's just, for me, it's a very refreshing and interesting um, multitude of perspectives on these really, you know, central questions um, to what it means to be human. Yeah, I like that. And Krista Tippett does just does a great job uh, with that podcast. Uh, I think I've listened to that one many times. And then the other three that I listen to regularly are all from the Poetry Foundation. Um, the the it's the Poetry Magazine podcast so that's monthly, about an hour. So mm-hmm. every time they release a, a new um, issue of Poetry Magazine, they put out a podcast to go with it. So they usually have. Um, one or two poets reading some of their poems that are in that issue. They also have um, the editors talking about some of the poems um, and a little bit of just kind of behind the scenes um, content about the, mm-hmm. the poems in, in the issue. And I really like that. Um, and that's a great model too. I mean, if your organization is publishing a journal or a magazine or, you know, something of that sort, that's a fantastic thing to do along with it. 
And then sort of at the other extreme, they have um, a, a poem of the day podcast. So it's a, a daily as opposed to the, you know, the monthly poetry magazine podcast. They do a poem a day. Most of those are around the two minute length, you know, so that's uh, the kind of thing where you can just, it's very easy to get in at least one poem every day because it's very short. And then they have poetry off the shelf, which kind of falls in between. It's It comes out multiple times a month, maybe like twice a month, but it's not on a very predictable schedule, whereas the other ones are much more predictable. And that's kind of in a shorter, more like a 30-minute range. So I think it's very interesting that they have kind of the different um, timing of it and the different lengths of it. And so I also think that if you're considering multiple podcasts, if that makes sense for your organization, you know, kind of thinking about the different ways it can be using, you know, that very micro level of a single poem, you know, is there some tip that you could, you know, give your listen listeners on a, on a daily basis that would just take, you know, a minute or two, um, that might be an interesting approach to, to a podcast. Yeah, I, I like that. And that's great to kind of, you know, um, highlight some, some different models that people are using because their organizations are using because, I mean, you really can use podcasts in a lot of different ways. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very promiscuous when it comes to a podcast. <laughs> if you if you look at my phone, I mean, I'm subscribed to dozens and dozens. And what I'll do is I'll rifle through them and I'll, I'll look kind of episode by episode. There are very few podcast series where I will listen to every single one of them. You know, I just look at what's good each week and pick something out. But I'll, I'll highlight a few uh, more in addition to Marketing Over Coffee. I mean, Marketing Over Coffee, I should say, was very much an inspiration for this podcast because it's Chris Penn and John Wall on a weekly basis, you know, sitting down and talking to each other, interspersed occasionally with interviews, which is exactly you know our model for for this podcast so you know they're very much in the back of our minds but some other ones I'll, I'll mention um, Tim Ferriss who is famous for the four-hour work week uh, has a podcast and he's gone all in with with, with podcasting and I want to mention him because I, I think he's a fascinating guy and he is sort of the consummate lifelong learner he's always experimenting always doing just in some some cases just strange stuff <laughs> um, that he talks about but the thing I find fascinating about his podcast is sometimes his episodes are two to three hours long. Well, it's like most of his work week right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. Um, you know, and the common wisdom on podcasts is they need to be, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, they need to be short, um, which is certainly what most podcasts are. He sort of throws that to the wind, and you know, I have to say, I, I certainly will not listen to all of his episodes because I just don't have that amount of time, but he is a good interviewer, and he's an interesting guy, and he can talk for two or three hours, um, and people listen to it. I mean, the you know, the podcast is really, really popular, um, so don't think, you know, that you have to be short um, you know you may put out a monthly podcast I mean he does this every week but you know you may put out a monthly podcast and, and it's a longer podcast don't assume that it has to be short form content long form content is making a, com- a comeback in a lot of arenas well, that reminds me in that infinite dial report the 2016 report that, that's just out I mean they, they talk about how on demand audio kind of smash the the attention span myth you know mm-hmm. and I think the Tim Ferriss long format yeah. uh, uh podcast episodes is, is a prime example of that. Yeah, and you got to remember, you can start and stop these things. I mean, I never sit down and listen to three hours of, of Tim Ferriss talking with, talking with somebody, but I might listen to 15 minutes here and then pick it up and do another 20 minutes later. And over time, you know, I'll listen to all or, or, or most of what's being said. A couple of others I'll highlight. Um, I'm a, a, a closet, uh, you know, songwriter, um, and I've got a couple of songwriting type podcasts I listen to. Uh, one is called Soda, Soda Jerker or Soda Jerker on uh, songwriting, uh, and another one is 
called Song Exploder, and, and I like both of these. Really dig into the process of how something is done. Um, one is more interview oriented. One really, you know, dissects songs and sort of takes it apart and does a little bit of interviewing. But I think in terms of a model, you know, going to, you know, whether it's your members, your customers, your subject matter experts, finding a particular issue or topic and really doing sort of a dissection of it in, in a podcast. I think that's very powerful. That's something people are looking for. I mean, we kind of did that with flipped learning when we talked with um, Brian McGowan um, recently and also in the in the um, Digital Badges uh, podcast that we did with Digital Promise. So that can be very compelling. And the last thing I'll mention is, you know, sometimes I'll tune into basically limited series podcasts. It's Seth Godin, uh, who's sort of the marketing guru, who's, you know, published tons of books, has a huge following. He's done one on entrepreneurship that we'll link to. I can't remember exactly what that's called, but I, I think it's about a 15-part series, and it's him sort of conducting this workshop, uh, I think just in the course of a day or two, um, but they, they've you know, uh, chunked that up into segments and, and turned it into a podcast that you can subscribe to and, and listen to. And I did pretty much the same thing uh, with Leading the Learning Revolution. I did a series of 21 podcasts. Um, yeah, I actually started out thinking that was going to be an ongoing series and finally realized at some point that this needs to be finite and I just sort of tied a bow around it and said this is what goes with the book. Um, so it can be, you know, a podcast can be something that's, you know, is a certain number of episodes that supports a particular product or a, a particular event and then it's over mm-hmm. and that's fine. You know, you don't have to keep going forever. When the Poetry Foundation has one that fits that model, I mean, they had an essential American Poets podcast, and it was all based on the uh, selection of then U.S. Poet Laureate Donald Hall, who sort of identified these are kind of the essential American poets. So they recorded um, or pulled together audio of those poets and, and their poems, and then once you run through all of those poets that he identified, it's over. So, I mean, yeah, I think the idea, too, of a, a time-limited uh, approach can can make beautiful sense. So, you know, that's a, a number of different models uh, we've just covered there. And, um, you know, you can you can review this again in the, in the show notes for this episode. Uh, we'll uh, make sure that um, this is kind of captured there. Again, it'll be leadinglearning.com forward slash episode 30 uh, where the show notes are. But, um, you know, before we turn this into a, a long form model podcast, though, well, maybe we'll start winding down since we usually do try to stick closer to that 30 minute mark in, in what we do. Um, you know, as we're exiting here, I've already mentioned, you know, where you can find the, the show notes uh, when you do go to leadinglearning.com forward slash episode 30 to look at those show notes uh, and, and check out other episodes of the podcast. Make sure you also check out the options that we have for subscribing to the podcast. That's very easy to do. You can do it through iTunes. Uh, we've already mentioned earlier in this podcast that there are a number of great, uh, what are basically called podcatchers out there, apps that you can have on your phone. Stitcher Radio uh, is one. Um, I use one called Instacast. Um, there are a number of others though, and we suggest some of those on the site as well. Or you can just subscribe to the RSS feed and have it, you know, come in through a, through a web browser, basically. So, you know, number of ways to subscribe, and we'd be truly grateful if you would subscribe to the Leading Learning Podcast. We'd also be grateful if you would take just a minute and give us a rating on iTunes. You can do that by going to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. We really do appreciate it, and it makes it a lot easier for others to find this podcast, and it makes us feel good to hear from you. And uh, yeah, as we've already mentioned, there are you know more than a quarter million podcasts on iTunes. Um, so you know, making sure the, the the ones that are valuable bubble up and that you're able to find the ones that you really want. The the, the ratings there really are important for that. Um, so so please do take a minute to do that. Don't assume somebody else will do it. You are the person who who needs to do it, dear listener. Finally we'd like for you to consider telling others about the podcast. We mentioned earlier that podcasts can be a social learning object. Um, certainly, if you have colleagues 
within your organization or at other organizations who you think would find this valuable, you know, just go down the hall or pick up the phone and tell them about it. But if you want to do the social media thing, um, you can send out a tweet simply by going to leadinglearning.com forward slash share. Or if that isn't your thing, uh, you can pick another social network of your preference and either use the text that we do in that automagic tweet or make up some text of your own and, and share a little love about the Leading Learning Podcast. Also, just wanted to remind you again that we have leading, excuse me, we have LTD, which is Learning Technology Design, coming up on May 18th and 19th in Arlington. You can find out more at ltd.leadinglearning.com. One thing I will mention is that we will have a content pod there around uh, podcasting. Tadu Imam from... uh, The National Association of College and University Business... Officers, Officers, yes. I believe it is, Nakubo. We'll be there doing that. Um, so if, if you're considering getting into to podcasting with your organization, she'll be there to help um, provide an example of how they're making use of it at their organization, how they're even making money with it. Definitely. And finally, we do want to say a final thanks to Meridian Knowledge Solutions for being a sponsor of our webinars and by extension of this podcast. You can find out more about them at Meridian KS. Com. Um, and I'll also mention that uh, in the show notes, again, we'll come back to those show notes, uh, we'll provide some links to uh, various uh, posts that will give you tips on how to actually produce a, a podcast. We will tell you that here at Leading Learning Central, we are not a big production facility. We have our laptop, we have a couple of simple microphones, and we use uh, GarageBand uh, as our editing tool, Libsyn as our hosting service, and it costs us next to nothing to, to do this. But week in and week out, you get all this great value from the Leading Learning Podcast. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.